welcome to our Spin on Your Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jess. And welcome to our very first mini-sode. Yay! Yay! So for episode 17, we had a lot to say. So we decided to do this very first mini-sode as a little surprise and gift to you all. Yeah, so we're going to... In this mini episode, you're going to get to listen to us talk about our metal journeys more in depth and talk about our horror journeys in depth. And we hope that you appreciate that. So enjoy. I fucking said. Getting into um, talking about what it's like to be female metal fans. Yes. So, yeah. I can't so- wait. well i know i went into a bit of a depth or detail in my latest blog post called am i metal enough talking about kind of my journey into metal it's been about 16 years now just seeking the type of music that i really like and of course like where i came from i came from a background of country music pop rock you know alternative 90s and stuff like that stuff so for myself so my journey was starting out in high school with new metal with my girlfriend at the time listening to corn and her and i would listen to her her um her dissonant together on our bus <laughs> ride but of course i couldn't take any of that music home with me yeah so i just i would i didn't ever really explored anything further i think the further i got was like Lincoln Park, but Lincoln Park was heard on the radio, yeah. so that was okay, yeah. right? Yeah. But it wasn't like a band like Corn. Yeah. Um, I think the only other time I even got closer to Corn is when I snuck in Queen of the Damned and listened to the <laughs> Queen of the Damned soundtrack, oh which I God. fucking love. It's so good. Um, it's so much better than the movie. Love <laughs> right, right. I like love that soundtrack. I still have it today. I still listen to yeah. it. Yeah. It's uh, and so I'm great. like, and I know some people say it's like Corn's best album. Like I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> So for me, I had this kind of like on off, but didn't really go anything further. And there's also like classic rock too. Like over time, I got introduced to like Led Zeppelin and and all those bands of that nature, but they're not like heavy metal. Like Black Sabbath, I didn't start listening to Black Sabbath until like, Ooh, mm-hmm, later, mm-hmm. much later on. And so like um, I was saying, so it wasn't until I was in university living on my own. You know, at the time, like my girlfriend, she was into 80s music. So we were both really getting into 80s you music. Guys, like, I still love 80s music. To Madonna. You both love Madonna so oh much. My I God. remember we that were, so well. We were obsessed <laughs> with Madonna. But I don't, and I can't remember what got like us, like you and I talking about music, but I just remember you giving me that burnt CD. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. Remember when you used to make mixtapes or burnt CDs? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. When you used to download music off of Napster or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to take me three days to get this one song, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> and then when you get better internet, you can download a song in like five minutes, and it was magic. It wasn't until university when I met Kelly... Um, met her through my girlfriend at the time. Kelly introduced me to uh, the band's hymn, uh, Theater of Tragedy, Leaves Eyes, and Nightwish. And so that's kind of what started my metal journey for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was always seeking out that music. So going to CD Plus, checking to like ordering in the latest like Leaves Eyes album or getting a new hymn CD. And so going through that journey mm-hmm. alone. And then it wasn't until I met my boyfriend, Noah, who was into more stoner metal and stoner yeah. rock. Yeah. But I, I started to get more into it as well. Like he he introduced me to typo negative mm. 
and then I went from there. I went into like Within Temptation yeah. and Epica and Lacuna Coil. So getting really into the, that type of music, that very symphonic metal. And really, it was just over the years, I would just kind of gravitate to different songs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my metal journey took a bit of um, pause, yeah. I guess you would say. Yeah, I'd call it a in pause. Sense, um, yeah, in the sense that I got married and my husband at the time, while he was, he was always said he was into all kinds of different music, mm. he wasn't really, like I still listen to him and I still listen to Typo Negative, like I still kept up with bands like that, but I never fully explored anything outside of them. Yeah. Just because, you know, being married, I was in this whole light and love stage, new agey uh, field in my life because yeah. I was still trying to find myself and so Metal Journey took a hold for me. I did not explore anything beyond what I already knew yeah. Yeah. and I really could only experience it when I would go over down, go to Toronto to see Kelly oh, yeah. and we go to a show together and that's when I would wear my metal shirts and kind of dress more comfortably the way I like yeah but really, so yeah, my metal journey took a bit of a hold. And then over time, obviously, when you feel so restricted for so long, you don't feel like yourself, you break out of that. And that's kind of what happened to me in the last um, two years of my marriage. It's like, I, I literally just, and I think you probably could like tell Kelly, like I was just like exploded. Oh, yeah. and was like, just like, fuck this. I, I don't give a fuck. And I like this and I'm going to do this. And I was like, finally. Right? Yes, yeah. And I'm back. like, going, I'm going out there and I'm listening to Gojira. Yeah. I'm listening to Cradle of Filth. I jumped yeah. into Insomnia. I'm like, yeah. All these bands, yeah. bringing home ghost albums. Yeah. Like, I just, like, went nuts because I was like, oh, my God. And my that's when my metal journey just exploded. And then, of course, I got divorced. And then it's just been... Even better. Like, even better. <laughs> like, you know, I, I the two partners I'm with, I go to shows with them all the time. And, then like, you know, my one partner is really into a lot of music and metal music. So it's been an awesome journey just being able to be back and explore that and feel yeah. like myself again. Remember you buying... Yeah. You're getting more and more albums. Uh, you're getting... A- mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. Marth albums and yes, just buy, yes. just buying more music. And I remember very distinctly, especially when you'd come and visit, I would just put on like a generic metal playlist, yep. Yep. playlist on Spotify. And I was like, Spotify is really great. Or when I came to visit you and uh, your ex was not around, just put it on so you could just ex- like just see so much different types mm-hmm. of music and different bands and different songs. Because I feel like that's a wonderful way to explore. You just put on this playlist and be like, oh, this band stands out to me and then you can go into their discography explore more and they're like what are similar bands and I know you kind of went through that process where you're like I like this similar bands and carried on so I I remember you getting into more of this playlist me recommending the different playlists I'd be like hey check out you know this death metal playlist check out this symphonic metal playlist just like it's just such an easy way to uh, expose yourself to such a variety of different types of music and and bands. So I definitely, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> so as we all know, once again, Kelly had an influence in my life in some shape or yes, form. Yes, I've created Jessica. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> For me, it starts with my dad. So my dad, Aww. my adorable father, who looks like John Carpenter... So like Jess says, he doesn't have to look metal because he looks like John Carpenter (laughs) and that trumps everything. We're going back many years in time when I was like 14 years old, 14, 15 years old. And my dad, every Sunday would fix computers for friends because my dad's a big uh, computer nerd. And he would blast 
music from the basement and it would shake the entire house and it was always metal um but he also loved like a lot of the classic rock he grew up in the 70s essentially so he loves uh, led zeppelin and all those types of bands so in the 90s you know he was blasting tons of different types of metal and i feel like you could either go one way or the other you either could grow to like it and become a fan or you're gonna go the opposite direction and not like it and just not be into it and once grade 10 hit i was like wearing black i had big dagger necklaces like i was going full throttle in the goth aesthetic so Mm. i was curious as to what he was listening to so i went downstairs and i started i literally listened to every single album that he had real that he also got from cd plus all the burnt cds that he had i literally listened to everything finding what I liked and I did not like and some of the bands that stood out to me is what I forward along to Jess were Theater of Tragedy, Tristania, Cradle of Filth. I thought they were vampires so I was into that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Watch the video from the Cradle to Enslave. These people are vampires and like as a goth teen watching stuff like The Craft and Interview with the Vampire and watching horror movies I was like this is my shit. So <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up for this. Start listening to typo negative because my dad loves typo negative so really i should thank my father him and i are like the same person he's just a dude and i'm me he's much much more into fantasy than i am but uh he's like has daggers and dragons everywhere in his computer room so i started like jess into a lot of like the gothic um symphonic metal bands epica i was really into at the time old theater of tragedy they're not together anymore but they were just like it was like the beauty and the beast style where it was like the beautiful female singer and then like the growls Mm. of the male singer it's called beauty and the beast style and i got right into that and then as time went on it's been it's been so long it's been 20 years of being a fan it's ebbed and flowed i've explored here and there i used to like more like broader genres there's more just like pockets of of time of when I've really, really loved certain bands. I don't dislike Epica, dislike Cradle of Filth, but I moved away from them, got into some death metal, melodic death metal, started learning a lot more about black metal, and then there was a period of time where I was really big into folk metal, so a lot of the more upbeat stuff, but I love when metal blends acoustic music with it as well and clean singing. Opeth was a huge formative band in my metal journey and upbringing Mm. so still love them but then they stopped being metal and went into like progressive 70s rock music so i said goodbye to them because i just i'm just not into that yeah and then if we come to right now in my life i'm pretty much stick within the black metal genre and there's black metal as like the top of the tree and then you've got like symphonic black metal melodic black metal like black and roll raw primitive true cult black metal black and death like there's a lot of different subgenres atmospheric black metal is one of my new favorite genres because it's blending black metal with 14 minute long songs and the band their album covers are always a landscape with a bunch of trees and nature <laughs> and i love 14 minute long songs so uh, that is and they also like folky black metal i also really love so pretty much if you're within the umbrella of black metal like i am into you like today I downloaded Bathory, Venom, 
Dark Throne. I was like, I'm listening, Mayhem. So I'm going back to the roots of my favorite genre. Just again, just revisit them, listen to them again. Venom, there's a lot of punk elements to early black metal. And it's just like, it's super fun. So as of today, my metal journey, I'm pretty much strictly a black metal fan. There's still a bunch of bands that I follow that I love, like Insomnium. You know, the bands that I have listened to for 20 years, I'm still into. So yeah, so there's a bunch of bands I still listen to due to just they've always been there and I've always loved them. But on a day-to-day basis, I pretty much only exclusively listen to black metal. You know, talking about being a metal fan, overall, I've actually never experienced any kind of backlash or flack for being a metal fan. There's this one experience. I went to a concert with my friend Shannon, who's a big metal fan, with this vegan dude friend of ours. And it was a power metal show. It was Epica. It was Camelot. I think Moonspell opened, who <laughs> are not power metal. But, like, they're not the grimmest bands ever, okay? And, like... Shannon and I are into it because we love all of this. And afterwards, he was just, he just didn't get it. He just, he's like, how could you be throwing the horns and not giving the peace sign? Like, you're vegans. Like, and he was vegan. We're all vegans. He's like, how could you, how could you listen to such, like, ugly, bad music? I don't remember what I said at the time, but... We definitely both scoffed and being in, again, it's that stereotype, like being into metal doesn't mean that I am hateful and unapproachable and I hate so many things. And, you know, if we come back to the whole fact that we were at a power metal show, Epica has very uplifting, empowering lyrics. So again, it was just a very ignorant thing to say. And I can throw the horns. I don't worship Satan yet. (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's what you do i mainly throw a fist like pump it in the air less horns unless like you're 1349 or you're like pretty more satanic than other bands but i can still be a peace loving i'm still a vegan i love animals more than people and i'm a fun loving person and i can still enjoy metal so it was just like a very narrow-minded view of somebody that didn't take a moment to really understand what he was saying no matter which way you look at it metal is about horror monsters ghouls and angels of destruction leer out of the album covers bands called megadeth abattoir slayer and dead on arrival bash out songs called regurgitated guts and scream bloody gore and Satanism, with its ready-made imagery, is a perfect source of inspiration. So first we'll talk about, like, our horror journeys, talk about any kind of backlash and flack that we've received. All right, so the Twitter poll was, where are the metal fans at? We had 67% hell yes, 10% heck no, and 22% metal curious. Yeah, so we did a poll about, just to see how many of our listeners, supporters, and fans are metal fans. So it sounds like a lot then. Fantastic. See, folks, there is this wonderful blending horror and metal together. And, you know, we all kind of mm-hmm. come together. It's just one big happy family, I guess. Grim family. So we hope our metal fans, metal listeners, fan supporters, whatever, like the episode. So yeah, so I'm going to start with, so I have been a horror fan for 25 years. I started probably way too young to see movies like The Exorcist, Alien, and Pet Cemetery, but I did see them. And I used to host these epic sleepovers with all of my gal friends, and I would rent, hey, remember renting from video stores yeah remember like going to blockbuster and i miss it so much (laughs) so we'd rent like five or six movies have these epic sleepovers and watch movies all night long until we fell asleep so that's where i discovered a lot of different horror movies and some that stick out in my mind to be 
like formative, seminal, important films like Alien, The Exorcist, and Pet Cemetery and Hellraiser. And then from there, I was pretty much hooked. I did read a little bit of like horror novels when I was growing up, but mainly I was all about horror movies and watching everything and anything that I possibly could watch. There's nothing more to even say. Like I just became this huge fan and just watch horror movies all the time, almost exclusively. Like when it comes to music, like I exclusively listen to metal music and black metal. And when it comes to movies, I exclusively watch horror. You know, going back to the escapism, the creativity of it. I love that horror can provide people with this pretty much no holds bar, unlimited source of like creative output. People can express themselves in pretty much any way that they feel like they need to, as grim and horrific and brutal as it can be. And that's the main thing that I love, love about horror. And secondarily, of course, we have this project. We talk about the many different elements and themes and social commentary that horror can provide to people. And I do, of course, appreciate and love that that is a thing that exists. And I, of course, as I mean, we have this project. So I love doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I love learning so much more. I think it just makes the horror genre even more powerful than it already is. So all I do is watch horror movies. (laughs) <laughs> for 25 years. <laughs> for 25 years. Yep. Only horror movies ever. For myself, closeted horror fan, I feel like I have very interesting you journeys do. in my life in terms of how <laughs> I come to love the things that I do and the passions that I have. But yeah, closeted horror fan, I did grow up liking more of like the paranormal mm. stuff. So I did, I was part of the Scholastic Book Club uh, monthly, get your paranormal <laughs> little book of ghost stories and stuff like that. And then, you know, growing up, I listened, I watched, um, not watch, well, I, I saw the Goosebumps, the TV series, and Ari and Dan, and now that yeah. we're talking about it, for, <laughs> but um, I've always been interested in paranormal stuff and would read Goosebumps, would read R.L. Stein novels. I was really into all like horror literature for me is where it was at. That's how mm-hmm. it began for me in my journey, and that was the only way I, I could actually sneak horror into the house. Yeah. Right. So but it was always through reading. Also, I was kind of afraid mm-hmm. of horror movies. I have an overactive imagination and I would get really <laughs> terrified about things. So I was OK when it came mm-hmm. to reading horror, but I wasn't OK with watching it. And it was it took years for me to have that reconciliation where I was like, well, fuck, my imagination when I'm reading these books is much more graphic than what could sometimes be portrayed on TV. But over the years, I always kind of like yep. tested my boundaries with the horror genre. And so for me, I was really into old school horror. You know, the Hammer films, Vincent Price, stuff from the 1950s, 60s. And then over time, like whenever I go visit Kelly, (laughs) one horror movie a a year when when we go visit, I would get to select. So I started with the 80s pretty much. I think, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Candyman, even though that's 90s. Like I stuck with like the horror classics. I did have a boyfriend, once again, Noah at the time, who was Mm -hmm. also huge into horror. He was into the more extreme elements of horror, (laughs) Takashi Miike, Rob Zombie. So that kind of like scared me away. But it was still a part of my life in some way, shape, or form. I also read a lot of supernatural stuff. I was reading um, Kim Harrison, the witch series. I was reading Anita Blake, the vampire stuff. So I really got into vampire movies. Like, that was my jam, was vampire movies. (laughs) All about that. Like, I was obsessed with vampires. Really? Who is it now? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Before before uh, Twilight, though. I was obsessed with vampires yeah. before Twilight. I feel like people who love Twilight love Twilight, and that's it. You know what I mean? They don't really venture that yeah. far out into, like, 
vampire stuff. That might be my very yeah. ignorant view of that. No, I agree with you. I actually agree with you. I had some interesting conversations in university when people were like, oh, you were like vampire stuff? I'm like, yeah, I do. You should read Twilight. I'm like, no, you should go read Nosferatu or you should read like yep. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Don't yep. tell me to read Twilight. Anyway, did I also have like tad bits of yeah. horror in my life being going to sleep yep. going to sleepovers and seeing Scream, <laughs> seeing The Craft. And then really it wasn't until like oh, every year with Kelly and our yep. tradition watching one horror movie every time I go visit her expanding mm-hmm. outside of it going to the festival of fear you know just like I knew I liked the supernatural I yeah. knew I liked the darker element of things and then yeah over time and then like the last like four or five years I was like fuck it I love horror I don't I don't I enjoy yeah. watching it I love the social commentary thank you faculty of horror they're the ones who like when I actually started listening to their podcast yeah. it was like mind blown this is amazing and this speaks to me I like how brutal it is and how truthful it really can be and so that's for me was like why where my horror journey started and that's why it like rammed up over the last four years especially with this project and with my old project The Dark Spectrum being a horror newbie (laughs) watching new horror movies I won't don't say it don't you dare say it (laughs) I already did that to you I won't do it um, you know what? I yeah. even remember I have bought you because, folks, I have encouraged Jess to embrace metal and horror for like 20 years of our, our entire friendship. I've been like, <laughs> you like this. I know you do. Here. Didn't I keep just like yeah. exposing her to stuff? And I'm like, she'll, it, she'll come around. It'll happen. I get it. It'll happen. It's baby steps. I used to buy her all of those like 25 horror movies in one and like, I was like, oh, you like old black and white horror? I'm going to, here, I'm just like, and I was like, great, that's a great start for you. Here you go, here you go. Because it's not like scary (laughs) per se, um, probably to the people in 1933, yes, but not now. And I almost feel, not that I may... I did never made fun of you, but I also, I kind of made light of the fact that you liked black and white horror, and that was a long time ago, and I felt like I myself was a bit misguided, and like, when it comes to like, the origins of metal, and the origins of black metal that I love so much, like, it's important to kind of know where everything comes from, and... I Mm. don't watch enough old black and white horror movies. There's this romanticism to it, and I love them. And I think they're really important for people to to take a look at. At least just see where horror originated from. And, you know, we made jokes and we laughed about it, but I also, I used to not really care to watch them. And this is going back probably 15 years. Okay. But... Like, now I understand just, like, the importance, how wonderful those old movies are. So I think you started in a really wonderful place because you started actually at the origins of horror. So where, you know, you are now and where horror is now, like, you understood the origins of it. You saw where it began. You, I think you could truly fully appreciate the whole spectrum of horror and its and horror's own journey throughout the the decades. So that's great. (laughs) Thank you. Love is heaven, love is hell Will these feelings last? Only time will tell And that was the end of our very first mini-sode. We hope you guys enjoyed learning more in-depth stuff about us, Dispensers of Horror, and we want you guys to follow us on all of our social media where you learn more about us every day. And we'll see you very soon for episode 18 on the Halloween series. Until then, remember, the future of fear is female.